You're listening to the WGU Alumni Podcast, a podcast all about noteworthy night owls. Join us each episode as we highlight WGU alumni and share ways to help you stay engaged. Here now is the WGU Alumni Podcast. All right, welcome to episode eight of the WGU Alumni Podcast. We're on day 1094 of self-quarantine. Jeff, how's it going? <laughs> hey, good, Sarah. Good to hear your voice. I know we haven't been in the office in I don't know how long. It's, it's It hasn't been quite a thousand days, but close. It's starting to feel like it. And, you know, we've talked about working from home, you know, self-isolation due to COVID-19. And we're hoping um, everyone's staying um, healthy and safe. But, you know, with our team, we're trying to keep folks engaged and motivated. And so we're trying to come up with cool things to do uh, virtually that we can, you know, keep in t- contact with our team members. So we've done a few things this week with theme weeks where one of our uh, team members suggested we all wear the same kind of shirt each day. So one day was sports day. We had a Disney day. We had a decades day. And if those photos ever make the light of day outside of our team, I will be <laughs> very embarrassed, but, um, but it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. And you forgot tropical day. That was the one that I thought played out the best. You definitely had a great outfit. Uh, we had some folks with some lays around their necks. We had some tropical shirts, Hawaiian print shirts. And so it's definitely been fun and interesting to see what people have been able to come up with in their homes. And here shortly, we're going to do a team photo scavenger hunt, just of things that you've got around your house or maybe your neighborhood. So that'll be fun to do that as well. And, you know, we're doing other things like team virtual lunches where we tune into Teams channels and we just grab our lunch and eat together while we talk about shows we're binge watching or, you know, uh, books we're reading or if we've made any impulse shopping buys online during this time. So what's going on in, in your world with that kind of stuff, Jeff? You know, all of the above, Sarah. I think it has been an interesting time. I totally agree. And, and just have to say this for our alumni. We hope that you're well and that you're safe. Certainly, I'm sure there's a lot of different creativity out there to kind of, you know, keep us sane. I think for me, Sarah, the thing that's been the most interesting is I don't know what day it is, like, because every single day feels the same, does it not? It does feel the same. And even uh, when we get a little reprieve on the weekends, you know, it's still, I'm not sure what day it is. And if you happen to take a nap and you wake up, it's like, what time is it? What day is it? What's going on? So I feel like a lot of folks are in that situation right now. Totally agree. And and I agree with everything that you said about our team. We've got an amazing team. We love engaging with our alumni and supporting them. And it, it's such a privilege to do that. And again, we're, we're just trying to have fun with, with each other to keep everybody upbeat and, and moving forward. And I will tell you, Sarah, that I think one of the coolest things about uh, our experience is we've been able to interact with many of our alumni throughout the country And one of the questions that we're asking, I mean, first and foremost, we want to make sure that they're healthy, that they're well, that their families are taken care of. Um, And you mentioned this a little bit on episode seven, but I am so impressed and our team has commented repeatedly every time we're interacting with our alumni out in the field, out in the country, they're all making a huge difference in their communities, whether it's in healthcare, in the teacher's college, right? A lot of the teachers are teaching remotely now. Uh, Even our business grads and our IT grads, right? Everybody kind of is playing a role within their communities. And it's it's such a cool thing to see. And I love that members of the team are hearing stories from alumni across the country, as you mentioned. And it is pretty amazing how 
we can gather these stories so quickly thanks to the internet and email and all the technology that we have. One thing that we've talked about on the team also is uh, what we're binge watching. And for me, it's been the show Barry on HBO. It's pretty great. I don't want to give anything away, but I love the character NoHo Hank and Bill Hader is absolutely fantastic in this show. I also love the fact that Henry Winkler's in the show. He is amazing. I mean, he's the Fonz. He's the coolest dude ever, literally. <laughs> uh, so we love that. What are you watching right now? Well, Sarah, I have to acknowledge one thing, and that is you and I, because you didn't reference this, but you and I might be the only two people in the country not binge-watching Tiger King. But I'm okay with that. Are you okay with that? I'm okay with that, too. I, don't, <laughs> I tried about 10, 15 minutes of it, and I, yeah. <laughs> You're like, so, that's enough. Yeah, yeah I'm, it was enough. I'm not watching that either. Um, we're watching here in our home uh, a show that many people have watched. It's a very popular show. Uh, and we never watched it when it aired uh, originally. It's what, 10, 15 years ago. But we're watching Lost, the old ABC show. And I, I know I feel silly because how did we not watch it when it was originally on? We never did. Uh, but that's been kind of fascinating and kind of interesting to be able to binge watch that. Did you watch Lost ever? I watched a little bit when it first came out originally, and then I lost interest in Lost. See what I did, did there? Uh, I, I did see interest. that. <laughs> I lost now interest don't, quickly. <laughs> no spoiler alerts. Don't ruin it for me. Don't tell me that Jack Bauer makes an appearance uh, later I, on down the, down the show. I can definitely confirm that Jack Bauer does not make an appearance, <laughs> but uh, I won't spoil anything for you. And I actually didn't finish the series uh i gave up on it because it just to me it got a little ridiculous but you know there's a lot of folks that love the show just like there's folks that love tiger king and all these other shows that are out there right now probably i'm going to ruffle some feathers with this one but i can't watch the bachelor or the bachelorette or any of that you know it's entertainment for some folks and they get into it and they they yep. love these these folks and these characters on these shows and um i think that's what folks need right now and you know me, I'm a, I'm a bit of a sports fan. And so to have basically a hiatus of all sports has been very interesting because I do think a lot of people, right, I mean, have this, I don't want to call it an obsession or an addiction with sports, but sports is, it basically is something that we across the country can kind of share in the experience. And certainly that has not been the case. And so people are looking to binge watch other things, which I think brings up an interesting challenge that we find. And that is, if everybody's home on Netflix or Hulu or Amazon Prime or whatnot, it's kind of slowed the internet down, has it not? Has your internet been a little bit slow over in your neck of the woods? Definitely. There's definitely times, even when we've had our team meetings, where uh, it sounds like someone is stuck um, <laughs> and I can't hear what they're saying or they can't hear what I'm saying or the video freezes. And sometimes it freezes on some very interesting facial expressions. So, you know, maybe we need to get some IT folks to come help us. I think we could. And one of those people, I think, that's a perfect segue, is David Reddick, who is going to uh, join us on the podcast today. David is a fantastic alum uh, out in the Midwest, and he's doing amazing things. He's written a couple of books. He's started a couple of companies. And so uh, maybe we need David to join one of our team chats and kind of Give us some guidance or help us get through the, the IT woes. I think that sounds like a great idea. But in the meantime, we can at least listen to this interview about what he's doing. Absolutely. I think you'll enjoy it. So here's uh, David from our College of IT, a proud grad. Uh, 
After David Reddig earned bachelor's and master's degrees from Franklin University, he enrolled at WGU seeking a master's degree in management and leadership. This degree from WGU further strengthened his position as a leader in the IT industry. David provides an edgy voice in today's landscape. He's authored four books and founded two companies providing CIO advisory services. He is currently researching effective practices in leadership development as part of a doctorate in business administration at Wilmington University program. He's been married for 28 years to the only woman in the entire world with the patience to put up with him. He has three kids that think he's a great dad because they really don't know any better. David, it's great to have you on the podcast. Those sure are rousing endorsements from those who know you best. Yeah, they, uh, my kids and wife are honest. They keep me humble. <laughs> I love it. Tell us a little bit about the companies that you've started and uh, what exactly they do. My career has been helping IT departments. When I talk to leaders in the business world, I hear three things. Their IT department's too expensive, too slow, too inflexible. And so my career has been coming into IT departments, coming into companies and helping IT departments align with, uh, with the business units to be more cost-effective, more flexible. So at some point I decided I, rather than chasing a job where I was doing that, fixing a company and turning it into the next job, I started Reddit Tech. And that was a VCIO consulting service that helped turn around companies' IT departments. About six months ago, one of my friends and former employees said that he wanted to get into consulting. We talked and there was a lot of synergy between us. And so we decided to acquire Reddit Tech, form a new partnership called Synoptis. That's really focused on uh, how do we deliver business value faster? How can we use technology to accelerate the delivery of business value? How long have these uh, companies been in existence? Reading Tech was in existence for about four and a half years. Okay. We just started Synoptis in October of uh, 2019, and I'm happy to say we're profitable. There's not a, uh, a lot of startups that are profitable by month three. So many companies don't get the value out of technology that they need, that they deserve. People are clamoring to have someone come in and help deliver that value, and we're all about that. No, that is fantastic. Congratulations on the success. You're exactly right. Now, what have you learned from these experiences along the way? One of the things that no one tells you when you're in business is you're doing everything. When you do a startup, if you don't market the company, the company doesn't get marketed. If you don't do the accounting, the books get screwed up. If you don't promote the company, if you're not selling, if you're not... So um, a lot of people, I feel like, start... Uh, have this have this uh, um, Pollyanna view of consulting, but it's a lot of work. And um, you're, you know, I'm putting 14, 16 hours a day in probably, probably six to seven days a week. Wow. Yeah, you're a busy man. Now, one of the things I wanted to ask you about, uh, I mentioned in the bio that you are a little bit edgy. And uh, we're not going to name your book titles on this podcast, but tell me why you've taken this stance. There were a million books released last year. There were 50,000 business titles released last year. I needed something to cut through the noise. So I shocked some people. I included an expletive in my title. You know, the title offends people, and I recognize that it offends some people. And when they're offended, I say, you know, it's a good rule to judge a book by its cover. <laughs> and they, they'll laugh or, or not. But uh, the book has been selling exceptionally well. 
Good for the you. The average self-published business book has a lifespan of about nine years. And over that nine years, the typical author sells less than 100 copies. My first book's been out for a little over six months. It's sold several hundred copies. So wow. we're well beyond the norm. Yeah. Well, congratulations on that success as well. Yeah. Thank you. I, I think the book speaks to a need. One of the best compliments I've received was I was laughing so hard. I forgot I was learning something. Yeah, that's great. As an author, you, you love hearing that, right? I absolutely do. I try to, I try to incorporate a lot of humor, the misalignment between it and business. It's, it's a hard topic and there are a lot of feelings involved. It people really are decent people and want to do a good job and business people are decent people and want to do a good job. And there's become this us and them between it and business that's Mm. unhealthy and is damaging profitability of businesses. So David, for those that might be interested in learning a little bit more about uh, what you've written and uh, again, your use of humor in the it space, uh, where could they go to uh, purchase your book? If you go to amazon.com and search for David Reddig, R-E-T-T-I-G, my books are the first four that come up. Okay. And we'll include a link uh, in this uh, interview in the notes as well. I wanted to ask you, uh, throughout your career, what advice have you received that has been most helpful to you? Probably the best advice I I received and the thing that uh, moved me from being a technologist into more of a business thinker was my mentor who told me it's all about timing. Hmm. You can uh, get a lot done if you understand the ebbs and flows of business and the rhythm and when it's appropriate to ask and when it's appropriate to walk away. My mentor, Greg Schuth, has been uh, my mentor for 20 years and I wouldn't have one-tenth of the career I've had without his guidance. Greg encouraged me to go back to school and get my uh, MBA. When I finished my MBA and I told Greg I was thinking about going back to school, he helped uh, solidify my decision to go to WGU and pursue my uh, second master's degree. Oh, that's great. Thank you for sharing that insight. I wanted to ask you about your current company. You mentioned a little bit about it, Synopsis, earlier. Tell me about the current work that you're doing and what you have upcoming. Synoptis is all about accelerating the delivery of business value through technology. A lot of times companies will invest in technology and it's sort of a black box. They know that they have to spend money for staff or this program or this server. And they do that almost out of trust because they are intentionally unknowledgeable about IT. A lot of times a business will just cut the check and cross their fingers and hope. And so Synoptis helps connect the dots between business priorities, business competencies, and value delivery to the business. Without that connection of dots, money continues to go into the black hole of IT and businesses don't understand the value that brings. And this isn't just a business benefit. This is a IT benefit as well. IT departments often say, you know, I'm begging for money. I'm begging for resources. I'm understaffed. Well, of course you are. They don't understand what the money they're spending is getting them. If you can help the business understand and see this connection, the purse strings open up. I uh, worked with one company where at the end of the year, the CEO came to me and said, Hey, we have an extra hundred thousand dollars. What can you make happen? (laughs) That's a great story. Yeah. When the business recognizes that IT delivers so much value. 
As a part of that, as a part of that value delivery process, we do a lot of Salesforce development, not because we love Salesforce and we're married to Salesforce, but we found that Salesforce is a great platform for business to look value delivery. We also do leadership coaching because a lot of times the breakdown between IT departments and business people comes down to misunderstandings at the leadership level. And if we can help coach better leaders to help accelerate business value, that's a big win for us. Oh, for sure. Now, David, I know that time is short. You're a very busy man. Do you have time for one more question? Uh, and then we'll let you get out the door because uh, I know you have another commitment. And it's on that topic of busyness. How do you balance it all? You are, as I understand it, a CEO, a full-time author, a part-time college professor, and a full-time doctoral student. Is that correct? Did I get all those right? And a full-time husband and a full-time dad. Probably most important. I, uh, I didn't include those, but exactly. How do you manage to uh, get everything done and, and to have the success that you've had? I'll meet with staff members and I'll say, hey, what are your future plans? How are you going to do things? What's your educational plans? And they'll say, well, I, I would love to go back to college, but I just don't have the time. And I say, hey, man, you know, um, we all have the same 24 hours a day. It's how you spend it. I really believe that people have the capacity. There's nothing exceptional about what I do. I'm not superhuman. I've just prioritized my life in a way that I do the things that are important. It's important for me to improve businesses. It's important for me to grow this company and make an impact. It's important for me to educate the next generation of IT professionals. It's important for me to participate in the conversation about effective leadership development, which is why I'm going back to school and get, getting my doctorate. So I put the important things first. I don't binge watch TV. I don't play video games. My, I get up, I work. And not because of anything other than that's what's important to me. And so you need to examine your life. You need to say these long-term objectives are more important than the short-term pleasure I get out of playing Halo or World of Warcraft or whatever the hot game is now, or more important than playing around with the social media on the phone or Facebook or whatever. You have to be intentional about your life. And if you're intentional about your life, you'll be successful. If you live your life unintentionally, you'll be average. I think your insights and the guidance that you've provided on this uh, brief podcast have been super helpful for me personally and hopefully to our audience as well. Uh, David, again, we, I know that we need to let you go. But if people are interested in connecting with you or finding you, how would they be able to do that? So I'm on Twitter at RedEggDavid. Synoptis is on Twitter at Synoptis. The website is synopt.us. Or they can reach out to me. The email address is dredig at synopt.us. Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, that was David Reddick a proud WGU grad. We're proud of him and all the great work that he is doing. Uh, again, busy, busy man. And so we appreciate the time, David. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the WGU Alumni Podcast. To learn more about WGU alumni and commencement, visit wgu.edu slash alumni. To learn more about anything you heard on the podcast today, visit wgu.edu slash podcast. 
This podcast was produced by the WGU Alumni Relations Department. Special thanks to producer Bethany Tucker from the WGU Production Studio. And thank you to our alumni network, now more than 170,000 strong.